Welcome back to the third season of our Miss Scarlet Summer. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Tom Downing. Uh, if you love watching and listening to Postscript, join in the conversation. Uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can like, comment, and subscribe at youtube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. And if you want to make sure that we're here with you on Postscript for season four of Miss Scarlet and the Duke, please uh, consider becoming a WITF supporter. Um, help us grow our catalog of original arts and culture content by visiting WITF.org slash mosaic and giving a gift of support. Yeah, thank even you. even a dollar or two helps. Uh, so we thank you for your support. Yep, and thank you, Christina. Uh, let's get into season three, episode three. Yes. Hotel uh, St. Mark. Hotel St. Mark. Uh, so that sounds fancy. And we are in France today, which is a whole new set. Like, yeah. we're, we have left London. <laughs> and uh, there is a man at the desk. He's ringing the bell for service yep. a bunch of times. Impatient. And, yeah, he says his name is Monsieur Slade. Oh, gosh. I have to do French again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. They're, so they're, bad at it. They're in campaign. <laughs> France. Oh, I didn't even write that down because I'm like, I will never be able to pronounce that. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so the front desk guy is like, how was your carriage ride? Were you warm enough? And he's like, no, I was not warm enough. No, Uh, we should note note that it's nighttime and it was snowy outside. Oh, yes, there is a storm raging outside. Um, This guy's very impatient. And so I'm like suspicious. He looks suspicious. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's all in black. Um, he, he gets assigned. Uh, this Mr. Slade is is assigned room 18. Yeah. And he wants absolutely no help taking his stuff to the room, which no. I was just like, this is all like no something's help. wrong with him. He'll take his suitcase and his own key. He's not going to get yep. help from Antoine, uh, who was the, the person that they were going to get. He was going to take him up. So, right. so he, he goes up to his room. There's a picture hanging on the wall that's just slightly off kilter. Also, before we even get there. Oh, yeah. Like, Okay. Uh, there's this like <laughs> running thing where where people wearing gloves are like like bad guys and oh, such, and so right. like Leaves he's no yeah prints. well yeah well it's sinister it's <laughs> like like in in Frozen like yeah. you know oh, he's, yeah, yeah. he's wearing gloves so it's it should have been a, a telltale <laughs> but anyway uh, back to this uh, he's wearing gloves so uh, just you're like bad I'm, guy I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm keyed on that okay so so Slade <laughs> is wearing gloves. Yeah, and, and he's apparently very particular because he oh, fixes yeah, he's got his picture. O- like, he looks at it, it's slightly off, he puts all his bags down, and he fixes the picture so that it's straight again, and then he continues Obsessive-compulsive, yes. He, he yeah. felt like he needed to straighten that. So he enters room 18. Yep. Um, and so time passes. He's sleeping. Yeah, he falls asleep. I say he fell promptly asleep, but yes, yeah. time probably He didn't passed. even get out of his clothes, really. He's <laughs> still true. like... He's just on the bed sleeping. Yeah. And, uh... He wakes up to Eliza handcuffing him to the bed. She has him cuffed to the bed, and she seems to think that he's Mr. Charles Percival. But he's like, no, I'm Jeremiah Slade. He's very insistent. Yes. Um, And she keeps going on that, no, you're Mr. Percival. You conned my client, Lord Morgan. And he's offered a vulgar amount of money uh, to bring you back to London and um, she's already contacted the embassy to get him back, and she's like, "You want to? Pl- so let's let's like, make the most of this. You want? Do you play cards?" And, oh like, yeah, he, she's trying to she's be like so happy friendly. about this. Yeah. Yes, and he just starts screaming for help. Which, if he is the wrong man, very rational reaction to a strange lady handcuffing you to your bed. 
and insisting you're someone else. Yeah. And uh, Eliza's <laughs> response to him yelling, help, help, is she gets another pair of cuffs. And that's where we cut <laughs> to the title oh, sequence. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's it's like <laughs> like there we go. So so he's he's either he's either Slade, this this person right. who he's isn't Charles Slade. Charles Percival, or he is Charles Percival, right. this notorious con man. So that's he, the, that's where we're at. Feels very persistent. He's very insistent that he is not. Yes. Um, so after the title sequence, we see him. Yeah, he is now handcuffed on both sides, and he's gagged now. Yeah. And Eliza's playing cards. Right. She's playing cards by herself. She's playing solitaire, and she says, "I will ungag you if you stay quiet." And so he agrees, and he asks for his glasses. Mm-hmm. He again insists he's not a con man; that he is a lawyer from Camden Town. Um, and yeah. Eliza still does not believe him. I am also very suspect of it because I'm just like, okay, it, does he actually need the glasses? Is he going to use these? Things? I'm like, ev- everything's questionable. At okay, because <laughs> everybody's a suspect. Yeah. So uh, and Eliza <laughs> asks why a London lawyer is in France, and Slade just defers. He says it's confidential, and she's like, oh, that's very convenient. Right, right. He tells her too that she's arrogant for not entertaining the idea that she could possibly be wrong. Uh, that she might have the wrong guy, and he what? says. Truth never comes to the closed mind. Oh, that's a good quote, yes. And she goes, you sure sound like a lawyer. And he screams, I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have a note, a good back and forth dialogue throughout this whole part. Yeah. Um, Uh, So we find out that Charles Percival's been wanted by Scotland Yard for 12 years. He is a man on the run. Uh, He's never played the same con game twice. Or and he plays a different character each time. Yeah, yeah. Each uh, each character he adopts has a different appearance and demeanor. Yeah. So his most recent con was a fa- flamboyant bookkeeper who took bets on the Grand National. Yeah. Hundreds were fooled. Which is a horse race. Yeah, a horse race. Um, but Percival just disappeared with the, with the money, and there were almost no leads to follow except. That Eliza found some. She found some. She found that there was a train booked from London to Dover, <laughs> uh, then a boat to Calais. Yeah, hopefully I'm saying. I uh, think it was Calais. Calais, and then, then there was a reservation in a small but exclusive French hotel, which is where we are. Right, right. We're at Hotel Saint Mark. Yep. Uh, and they were all booked by the same man, Jeremiah Slade, a lawyer from Camden Town. Yep. <laughs> so he he uh, says that she's been duped. Mm-hmm. That obviously someone wants to frame him. Yeah. Like for what? She doesn't buy that though. And uh, <laughs> he starts to yell again. Help! Help! And there's a knock on the door. Yep. The uh, it's the hotel manager, right? The hotel manager, the front desk guy is there, and he is. Oh, oh, uh, Eliza lies to him first. Oh, my husband was having a most dreadful nightmare. Yeah, the, right, right, right. The hotel person's like your husband, and then uh, there's the muffled man, there's muffled the cries in the background. Came alone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Eliza shifts tactics and tries to bribe the hotel manager. Right. Yep. And I mean, that that doesn't work. So the, he pushes the door open. He sees that the man is bound <laughs> bound in gags. Um, and she says that she is working a case, that she's a private detective working a case, and he goes, oh, well, I'm here to see if you're working with the other detective. Yeah, well, even before that, she says, I'm a private private detective, and uh, the hotel manager is like, you're a private detective, which is like a running gag of yeah, the entire show. <laughs> and But it's not, She he actually does believe her. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be putting up too much of a fight, at least. Yeah, yeah because yeah, she does say something like she, says, she thought I, I ex- the French would be more forward thinking. She, she expects that reaction in England, but yeah. expected, yeah. So uh, the, the hotel manager said that is not what uh, he meant. He's merely trying to see if, it, like you said, yeah. if she's working with the other private detective. And then that's where, like, okay. There's some, so there's another detective yes. there. 
Um, but we don't know which detective it is until we go downstairs yeah. and we have a feeling. We have a feeling. Uh, Patrick Nash is there. Yep. Um, he asks what she's doing in France, and she says, oh, I'm just on holiday to visit friends. <laughs> oh. And um, Patrick is like, I bet you're here to find a fugitive con man, so he knows. And have you found <laughs> him? How's and it going? Have you found him? Eliza's like, no, which is just straight up lying. <laughs> right. And he wishes her luck. And uh, Patrick goes to find his room. Mm-hmm. And Eliza follows him. Yes. Uh, she asks why he said he was a detective from Scotland Yard. Yeah, and and he and it, also he has his, uh, his new cane and he's oh, walking yeah. with a limp. Yep, yep, yep. He still has his cane from the last mm-hmm. season. Um, and he says that he said he was a detective from Scotland Yard because the man was asking too, too many, many questions, questions at the mm-hmm. front desk. And and he opens the door as he says yeah, this. He, he, he opens, opens the, the door, door to his his room. And I wrote down another Slade because there's another man. Like, <laughs> there's you know, an- yeah. there's so, another man. He yeah. has him uh, chained to the bed as well. Yes. Um, and the man inside, he insists that he is Sebastian Barron of the Hampshire Barons. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nash says he's Charles Percival. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it introduces both of them. And yes, you're right. It's Sebastian Barron of the Hampshire Barons. And I'm thinking, oh, no, there's two con men. Two con men? <laughs> two con men, question mark? Yeah, that's exactly what I have. <laughs> so Nash is very pleased with himself and looking for a big celebration and looking for a reaction from Eliza. But but, but Eliza um, doesn't believe he has the right man because she believes she has the right man. She has Percival. Which is suspicious. She just says C- congratulations and leaves. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> yeah. So. Um, oh, and, and then Nash threatens uh, Baron, quote unquote Baron. <laughs> Uh, you make a sound and I'll break your thumbs. Oh yeah! So that's before he goes after before he goes after Eliza. Eliza. So like like it, it, they have different methods and like Nash is super brutal and like yeah, everything he, he well, does, he's gonna like I'm gonna have a gun. I'll like hit you with a gun. I'll break your thumbs. Like throughout this whole episode, yeah, he's, he's just very intimidation yeah. tactics the whole way through. Yeah, and she's just like want to play cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So after this, he. He, he follows, follows her. Follows Eliza. Um, and stops her in the hall and is like, is that all you have to say? Congratulations. You don't have any curiosities. Are you jealous? And she assures him that he is she is not jealous. No, but um, he yeah, he's he's not convinced. He thinks right. she is jealous. Right. Um, and he, he said, I thought you of all people would be above that, above jealousy. Jealousy. Um, (laughs) around this time, a man arrives at the front desk to reserve. We cut to the front desk and there's a fancy man and a woman in red, uh, and a red dress. And and he's reserving a table for four. And he also requests the wine list. And I'm just like, is this the bad guy? Well, because they focused in on him and I'm like, there's something we're supposed to notice. With mysteries, whenever they introduce new things, you're yeah. like, this. these are clues or people who are going to come up later. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very rare that they introduce something that is just just something. That's, yeah, the first time I watched, I thought, this is Charles Percival. I, I thought so. I, yeah. Uh, potential, yeah. Uh, so so uh, I, Eliza asked the hotel manager to not tell Nash about Slade. So, right, like, like, don't tell the man that I have prisoner, because that Na- I have held prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, at this point, I'm like, this hotel manager is super chill. Right, he's just like he's like okay, he's like he's like, like okay because he, he just arrested. keep it keep it discreet. Like, and I'm changed. like, that's really kind of weird. At it this is point. really weird. He's like, just stay in your room. Don't bother the guests. Don't bother anyone. Uh, else. Don't talk to me. Uh, just keep that man so, locked up. Yeah. So Eliza doesn't want the hotel manager to tell Nash about Slade because she doesn't want to tip the hat that she that she already has Charles Percival. At least she right. thinks so. 
So then we cut to, to Eliza. Yeah, she goes to back room. to her room. Uh, she opens the door. <laughs> Slade's making noises, but he's gagged. Yeah. And uh, Eliza uh, apologizes to uh, the Slade person. And then yeah. he she hears, hello again. And <laughs> There's Patrick. It's Nash. He's yeah. already in the room. He's in the room. He's he the already room. knows. Uh, he suspected something yeah. was, was off. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we find out, no, Eliza's very confident that she has the right man. Yeah. Uh, and he asks if the man can breathe that like gags like that and suggests that, you know, uh, maybe getting a gun would make people more compliant. Yeah. Like, he, because that's his tactic and is Nash intimidation. Show, Nash shows that he has a gun. And right. he, this is where he talks about he can use it. It's it's useful to shoot for shooting. Yes. Or, or for breaking noses. Or you can just, yeah. Or you can just hit people. With yeah. It. So. Uh, yeah. So Patrick says, give me the key so he can get up and stretch his legs. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he, before he that, he also planting that, like the seed of doubt in her mind. Yeah, he says, "Are you sure you haven't captured an assaulted and innocent <clears throat> man?" And Eliza hesitantly kind of says, "No." And then that's when Eliza changes her mind and actually hands the key. Hands the key over. To Nash. Yep. So Slade is free, and Slade is says, uh, uh, he, "Apparently, he says that he's there to see a, a Mr. Nelson of uh, Belsize Park in, in London." Uh, Nelson and the wife had marital difficulties, and they decided to end their union. And so, uh, yeah, he has the he has a whole story planned out. If this is just a story, yes, like he gives background and lots of information about it, which is what yes, yeah. con men would probably do, <laughs> right? Um, so uh. S- Slade just assumes that Nash is the senior uh, partner between Eliza and Nash, right? That they're working together, that, yeah. and that he's the senior partner. And Eliza is like, he's most certainly not. <laughs> right. And then Nash uh, qualifies saying that we're from different agencies. Um, and then Nash r- reminds Eliza of the last time that someone thought that they caught Percival. Yeah, right. So the last so, – so somebody thought they had caught Percival. I think it was Scotland Yard. I think so. And um, it turned out that they had an, an innocent man. Like yeah, it was the wrong false, person. False trail. Um, and, and Eliza um, reassures, I have made no such mistake. Right, that and she Na- has evidence against him. And like she, yeah. yeah. And Nash says, I, I'm afraid you have, and I can prove it. And yeah. so that's when we cut to... We go back to room six. Yes, where which is Nash's room. Baron Percival yeah. <laughs> is there. And uh, Baron asks for a cup of tea, and Patrick tells him to tell her his story. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's his con story? Yeah, and, and and Baron finds out that there is another man, um, and I I wrote in my parentheses of like both are Percival is what I put in. Oh. So I was thinking that maybe they're there. You were too. one step ahead. Well, I don't know. I, I was just, this is my guess. <laughs> That's a possibility. Point. Um, yeah. So we find out that Baron says he's traveling the continent before settling his father's estate, and he's staying at the hotel for its historic stained glass. He has this whole like <laughs> spiel about why he's at this hotel, what he's doing, and his background and. Patrick's evidence is in all his extra details in the story. He says he has too many details in his story. Yeah. It's oh, a, like nobody, that wouldn't be a truth. No, and a bad accent. So right, and his accent's fake to sound like old money. To- to- totally fake. <laughs> um, but he also is, and Eliza's like, that's all the evidence you have? He's like, no, I have also, he has a connection to the fake bookmakers. Yes. Um, so the, connecting to the actual the con itself. Yeah. Nash followed the trail to the fake travel documents and bank details belonging yeah, to Sebastian Barron. And so yep. I was like, two suspects. There's two suspects. And, and he hands her the police sketch of Percival, and it looks just like Sebastian. But she has a police sketch, too, that looks just like um, the other guy whose name, uh, Slade. Slade, Jeremiah Slade. Yeah. 
So, and and and, and Eliza that's asked. That's probably also a clue yeah, that there's uh, more than one. Yeah, <laughs> more than one of these Percivals. Well, Eliza asked, "Why didn't you show me to this me? Uh, sorry, why didn't you show this to me before?" And Nash is like, "Showmanship, because you know, he's, he's a showman. He's a, he's, a, he's, he a, he's, a, he's a front man, like the yeah, front, yeah, front desk he, kind of he person. He likes the uh, he likes the show. He yeah. likes to make the good story. Um, so." Patrick and Eliza, they both have this man. They're both convinced that it's Percival. So they go out in the hall to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick insists she's wrong and that she worked for him so she doesn't make this kind of error in oh, the future. Gosh, he, yeah. She'd have a whole team to support her so she wouldn't make these mistakes. Um, yeah. It's a bad tact. And she, she like basically she says if, if she is the wrong person, why would they leave a false trail leading her to the hotel where the real Percival is staying at? That doesn't make sense. So, she's, she's very logical in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she says there are three possible answers. One of them is right. Both of them are right. Or neither of them are right. And Percival is somewhere else entirely. Mm-hmm. So. And at this point, Nash. They have to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> And so Nash says, so what do you suggest? And that's when we cut back yeah. to both Percival's being in side room by 18. side. In so the same Slade room. and yeah. Baron are both there. Uh, so Baron says that the fake documents might have been in Percival's house uh, because his dad was a ruthless businessman and it could have been an act of revenge against his father's only son. <laughs> and uh yeah so and slade says that story's weak and then they like oh oh this is interesting yeah so yeah so slade one of the accused actually yeah. says that baron's story is so weak and they right, start like, critiquing one that another that can't be real and i'm thinking are these competing con men are they like is this is this <laughs> well, like they're fighting i said they fight like brothers like yeah. they're going back oh, and that's forth a, that's like they point. know each other so well yeah. and they've so yeah. I, I thought that they might have been like working together. So that was my I, I, I still thought, I thought there were two. I got I was like there got to be there. Percival's is probably just like a name, and then maybe they're both Percival. And that that was my theory at this point. Yeah, I mean um, I thought that was a very real oh, possibility oh, too. Oh. And so they start playing off to each other like to who they like best. So like. Um, like Baron says, like a woman running a detective agency is no fool. Like to oh, on, being on, yeah, on yeah, like, Eliza's uh, side, pumping and then her up. Slade's like wishing to gain favor. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. back and forth. And so, <laughs> um, I, I wrote down Baron and Slade competition or friends, and then uh, they 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 critique each other's dress. Like one has like a waistcoat, oh, I mean, one looks like an undertaker. All yeah, all over everybody. Like. The, both of them are just attacking each other's yeah. stories and their character and, yes, their <laughs> outfits. It's I mean, it's exactly how you fight with a sibling. Yeah. So um, Patrick finally has enough of it, and he cocks his gun, and he says, one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the front desk person comes to the room, and Eliza has a visitor. He says it's the police. Yes. So. Um, and Nash, Nash goes, ugh, you called the police? And Eliza's like. Perhaps he's a reasonable man. <laughs> so then we cut down to the reasonable man. Because right. I love how the show does this. They're like, maybe it's going to be this. And then and we just cut not. and it's not. It right. happens all the time in, in, <laughs> in these episodes. So we're down with the, the, the French policeman. Right. And he's, he's like visibly irritated. No, and no, upset. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, so Eliza and Patrick, they explain they want more time with the men to check their stories. Two the suspects. two men, two suspects. And the policeman just says, no, I'm going up to see my situation, see the situation for myself. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he goes upstairs, and Patrick and Eliza have a drink together. Yes, and this is a so really this is a nice little character building. Yeah, yeah. Section. They, there's some development here, um, and they talk about like you know, like Nash asks uh, whether she's been to France before. Eliza says no, never. 
Um, and yeah. Nash says that he's been here lots of times. Uh, he thinks that the French policeman is a, a little Napoleon. Um, so it, that, that he's he's worried that the police might use this as an opportunity to make for, themselves look good, yes. to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, and then we, we also find out that Patrick's doing this not because he has a client trying to track him down, but for the glory of it. He wants yeah. the world to know <laughs> that he, Patrick Nash, found the world's most wanted man. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I, I have a note here. I was like, French policeman is the French policeman, Charles Percival. Is it a franchise for con men is what I put it down. <laughs> so um, anyway. So. Yeah. Um, Patrick, again, asks her to work for him. Mm-hmm. And Eliza basically says, I don't trust you. Like, sometimes you limp, sometimes you lean on yeah, your cane, sometimes yeah. you don't. And I think you're using the cane just to make me feel guilty. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, well, it was your fault. Like, And that I mean, actually not- does hit because she does feel that. But it's not her fault. But she thinks it is. She like, feels guilty she, for she it. She was trying yeah. to get reassurance that it wasn't her fault. Right. And then he and just he says, goes, well, no, it, it was, was your fault. fault. And she's just like, she she, she does feel guilty. Yeah. Like and that actually, <laughs> it is. It, it does hit home. And I, I, I love that he got her so off kilter that she's like, I can't think of a smooth way to change this conversation. Yeah, just, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So um, awkward. <laughs> she says, what if we're both wrong yeah. and neither of the men are Percival? And it could be someone else in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of sit with that for a second. And she shares this game that she used to play with her father when she was a girl mm-hmm. where they tried to guess three things about a perfect stranger. Yes. So Patrick points to a man and she says, Parisian banker waiting for his wife to join him. And I think also uh, his wife doesn't want him to drink. So he's trying to finish his drink before she gets there. Yes. I didn't write that down, but that sticks that in my is, head. That is, I have that note. So, yes, that is that is definitely what happened. Um, what she said. And then she goes, and that loud man. And so it's this, this man is, that checked in at the desk this, asking for a table of four. This is the fancy man with the woman in the red, so with the like, red dress. So we're drawing attention to him again. Again. So there's got to be a reason. Yep. Uh, the loud man will try to impress the woman he's with by ordering the most extravagant item on the menu. Uh, and then she takes a guess at what that might be. It was, she thought, uh, Chateau Mar- Margot. And Patrick says, "No, I think it's a box of cigars." Yes, and so um, yeah. yeah, the man, the man uh, <laughs> orders a box of cigars. So Nash feels very like, "Oh, I could read better," and then, and then follows it up with a bottle of and Chateau, Chateau Margot. Margot. And so Nash is like, uh, "I they, call that a draw." I think that's a draw. <laughs> um, and then Patrick goes, "It's been a while since we've yeah. seen the policeman." Yeah. So. He's- that, that seems suspicious. Eliza's like, no doubt he wishes to be involved in the investigation. And there's like this awkward pause. And they're like, hmm. Yeah. And then they get up to check. They're like, they're just like, yeah, okay, it's been too long. They go back long. to their room. Um, Slade is calling for help. Yeah. Because through the, the door. You can right, hear, help, right. please. So the policeman has just collapsed. On the floor. And uh, so Patrick goes down to notify the front desk to yep. call for the police. And uh, Eliza, yeah, and he's oh, and he's not breathing. Uh, Slade actually, uh, and he like, says, "I don't think he's, he's breathing." breathing. Yeah. yeah. So Eliza, as Patrick goes out, Eliza checks. There's no pulse. Yeah. And when Patrick comes back to the room, she goes, "What do you think?" And he goes, "I think he's dead." <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so Pat- now it's a murder mystery, it, sort of. There, there's a murder. Yeah. Uh, there's two Percivals. We yeah. don't know if either one is really the Percival. And um, so Patrick spoke to the manager. He's sending for the police. Mm-hmm. And they're looking. They're trying to figure out and, why. And the storm collapsed. is getting worse also at this point. Oh, yes. That's that's also so, important. 
Eliza asks the the two Percivals, uh, Slade <laughs> and Baron, uh, what happened. And Baron says after uh, after some questioning that um, they asked for water and they both drank and the policeman fell to the floor, collapsed, and, and he's worried that he's been poisoned. Yeah, Nash says poisoned. Uh, Baron says I drank that water too. You must call a doctor. Yeah. And Slade says, liar, the policeman <laughs> took a drink. He did not. And so they're, they're again, they're back again, and forth. Again, back and forth. They're trying to just um, point out holes in each other's stories. And Slade says, he's trying to kill me. And Eliza's like, why would he want to kill you? And Slade's because I am Charles Percival. <laughs> I am Charles Percival. So yeah. <laughs> we have a confession. <laughs> we do. And we're done. End, end <laughs> right. of the episode. End of the episode. Yeah, no, we're we good. figured it out. And the police <laughs> are on their way. Uh, so... This this man, Slade, says, take me somewhere safe and I'll tell you everything. So they go down and, to uh, room six. Yep, they go down to room six and he reveals that he's in hiding and that the net is tightening around him. And as a younger man, he enjoyed the thrill of running from country to country, but now yeah. he's tired of it. And uh, he's seen the man upstairs, mm-hmm. so Baron, uh, in London waiting for him with a gun and he believes he's a paid assassin by a Russian gang leader. Yeah, uh, my life is in danger. You must let me go. He's still trying to get free. Yeah, um, is, this a, El- is this a con? That's the question. Yeah, and Eliza's just like, I've been hired to bring you back to London, and that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. So, so then we cut to Nash, who's still upstairs with Baron. Baron, yep. And uh, Baron's like, I am m- most unwell. And Nash points to the dead policeman. That is unwell. That is unwell. Yeah, uh, Baron. Says that about Slade. He's lying. He's not Charles Percival because I am. <laughs> so now we're back at square one. Yeah. Both of these men could be <laughs> Charles Percival or it could be neither one of them. So Baron is like, <laughs> call a doctor. I beg of you. And uh, says Slade could be a hired killer. So they're both basically yeah, pointing the finger at the other being right, a hired killer. Right, and with the same story. Yeah. yeah. And he start, Baron starts to choke like yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he starts bit. saying, I can't breathe. Please, I can't breathe. And Nash gets close to, to loosen the collar of, of Well, he, like, of pop, he pops the collar yeah. open. And you hear a click. Yeah. And Baron now has uh, Nash's gun and speaks with an American accent. Yeah. He is uh, Thomas Malone of the New Hampshire Malones. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a detective who works for an agency in Boston. And he yeah. waited two days in the safe house. Uh, but Percival never came. But so Nash's he, he men did. Yep. So they, that's why they thought that he was Percival because he was there in conjunction uh, with, with the there Percival. There we go. Kid. There we go. So the b- man downstairs, this is where we find out the man downstairs is Percival. So we know Eliza was right all along. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still like, do they even have the guy? Yeah. Well, and and the, the, the policeman, he just collapsed. So it's not a poisoning thing. That's right. the thing. That, that's what he says. So uh, he's like, I'll be long gone by then. And Nash, Nash is like, where will I be? Yeah. Because there's a threat there. There's a, like, is it like right, he has like, the gun. Are you going to kill me like you exactly. did the policeman? And so um, this is yeah. one of those things where we ask the question, and this show does this all the time. Yep. We ask the question. Right. And we do a cut to the next scene, which but, answers the but question. Oh, wait, I did think, I miss something? Well, no, no, no. I think that's where we, we'll take a quick break. Oh, that's yeah, a great yeah, place yeah, to yeah. take a break. Because it's a great place to take a break because what happens to Patrick Nash? You've watched, so you know. But we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about where they find themselves. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so we are going to see what happened to Patrick and Eliza. And uh, they are both locked in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> which is the perfect place to lock people because it's hard to hear people scream in the basement. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. I guess that, that is a true thing. Uh, Nash... I go in my basement to scream sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nash is definitely screaming. He's, he's, he's saying that he's stupid. He's so damn stupid, he says. I yep. can't believe I fell for that. 
And yeah, Eliza, he, he's and, sulking and yeah. like being very loud about and it. The, the camera pulls back to reveal that Eliza, Eliza is, is there also too. There. They're right in front of the furnace, so there's like this, yeah, this like uh, hot. this like orangish light on both of them. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Eliza tries to get some tools. Like, Eliza isn't giving right. up. Like, Nash Eliza's is, like, we gotta figure our way out of this. Nash is dejected and just wallowing. And, like, like Eliza's, like, trying to reach this, like, uh, a broomstick to try to get, like, this hook. And she's, like, she's on the go. I feel like this, uh, shows so much about their personality. Yes. Because Patrick kind of rests on, you know easy ways to get things done yeah. is intimidate with the gun threaten to break their fingers and meanwhile she's over here like well we're stuck i have to figure out a way out of this because yes. no one's going to help me uh so she's stretching she's wiggling and and yeah she, and she's also trying to figure out ways that they can actually catch you know the uh the american catch yeah 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 uh, catch who, catch everybody who's yeah. involved in this case she, she's like there's three <laughs> ports to america if we get left time we can like you know go you can you can send your men yeah she says and uh <laughs> you have a team of men in france yes and nash is like there is no team there's i'm no, on i'm yep, on my own he just came on his own and um, and and, oh, and also, only because he found out that she had a lead. Yeah. Uh, and because it was all pinned up on her office, in her office. And she's like, you broke into my office? Right, everybody's breaking into our office, walking into our office all yeah. the time. This office is not a sacred space. No, no. <laughs> so she's trying to get out. She mentions that he has like a, 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 a tie pen so he can pick his lock and try to get out. And like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so like, she's like, are you incapable of telling the truth? And Nash then says something that's very either either he's this next part he's either lying about or he's being very endearing right. and sharing he, something right we his don't soul. know if he is being truthful and uh actually bearing his soul or if he's just trying to get sympathy from eliza it could go either way and eliza doesn't know either so so yeah eliza shares that uh his brother believed he was a total liar too yeah uh, yeah yeah nash says my brother used to say that about the incapable of telling the truth yeah he had said patrick you lie so much it may be a medical condition is what, <laughs> that's what, what nash right said. that's right and uh, so they came. The Patrick and his brother came to London together to set up the agency. And his brother was a good detective. Yes, um, and Patrick was going to handle the a, front of house, as opposed to Patrick, who is not a good detective. He's right. maybe he's, more of like a, a he's a showman. He's yes, a, he's a talker. He's he's good at playing on people. Yep. Um, and he's he mentioned that his brother had a moral compass and that he'd help anyone, rich or poor. And uh, so he took a case with, of a missing woman. Mm -hmm. Her family came. Like, I guess they didn't have a whole lot of money, but he took the case. He found the missing daughter. There was a missing daughter. Uh, um, found her with this deranged fisherman yeah, with a lunatic knife. lunatic fisherman. Who and, stabbed him in the heart. Yeah. And uh, he died. And oh. he said, that's what you get for being honest. So this is this is an insight into Nash's uh, psyche as to why he does what he does, why he yeah. doesn't have a moral compass. He doesn't trust anybody. No, he doesn't he, trust. No. He doesn't trust anybody. And Looks so why corn. should he be trustworthy? Yep. Um, yeah. So, so he says some people are survivors like you and I. And that's why we should work together. So yeah. now we're like, is this all just a pitch? Yeah. <laughs> and Eliza quickly says, I will never work for you understand and she doesn't believe a word that no. comes out of nash's mouth i think she says is this a twisted attempt to get me to sympathize yeah. oh, with you oh yeah a twisted attempt yeah um and she even doubts that he even had a brother yeah and at this point like they're just just to just paint the picture in this this furnace room of a basement that right. they're locked in both like stuck, they they are facing away from each other mm-hmm um, so Eliza is facing towards the furnace with the the, the, the glow, glow of the light face, on yeah. her face, and Nash is in the dark, which is also symbolic of kind of how <laughs> yeah, things are. Yeah. But like she can't see him, 
And so when she says that she doubts that he even had a brother, we see Nash's face. And again, Eliza can't. Right. He is visibly sad when this happens. And mm-hmm. this is when I, as a viewer, am thinking that he just he's told a t- real he's, story. He's telling the truth. That he did have yeah. a brother who was stabbed in the heart. And this is one of the reasons. This is formulative of his, of who he is. Yeah. And uh, so Eliza doesn't see that, though. But I'm like, okay, he just, he just. This is also the moment that he actually unlocks his, yeah, his cuff clicks. and he says, you were right about the tie pin. And that's that's the moment, the way, the tone of his voice is like, he was not lying at all. Like, no. that was the moment that I was like, sure of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he shares. And he says, my, his name was Michael, so my brother. brother. Yeah. And he hands her a tool from the toolbox that she was trying to get from. With the broomstick that she was trying so desperately to yeah. get closer to her. So so um, it's it's essentially like a little uh, screwdriver with a handle thingy on I it. I almost wondered if he was just going to leave her there. I for a minute thought that yeah. he was going to leave her. But he did just bear his soul. He's hurt. It would like it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. Uh, but he has a moment of kindness. And uh I mean, I think he wants her to trust him he, he ultimately, does. and I think maybe it was more so that he felt like, well, am I that bad a person? We also kind of get the idea that he f- took this case because of her. Like, it's it's like, I think he, he said he did it for the glory, but I think he's really so just interested in her and this her. This is, is This is the episode where I'm like, are they setting up a love triangle too? Oh, they are. Because, they, they totally yeah, <laughs> like, there's he's actually bearing his soul. And to make an argument for Nash, because I do have one. Yeah. Well, it's, this, <laughs> this, this episode is where, like, he has the depth and actually has the, the, the potential. Right. He, he actually does have a story that he just doesn't share with people. He mentioned in last season that he trusts her. Yeah. And it, obviously he does. Yes. She just doesn't trust him. No. As she shouldn't. But, like, there's this element, like, setting him up against the Duke where the Duke wants her to settle, become a homemaker, Mm -hmm. have a family, raise his children. You have Nash. Who sees her as. Who sees her as a professional equal. Yes. He wants her to work. He wants to work with her. He He doesn't expect her to, like, stop being a detective. He stopped saying work for me. And wor- now he's saying, oh, work he's saying work with, with me, me, which I oh, thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So there, there's, there's a whole lot in this. This episode is great for yeah. character development between the two of them on mm-hmm. him specifically. Like, I care more about him as a character than I did ever before. Right. This episode. I mean, I, I've always liked him for what he is. Yeah. But he, they're setting this up where that he has a story and like yeah. development. Yes. Like he had he has a background. So now he's a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. And so so. We have that moment of, of 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 development, and then we cut to outside, and the snow is just coming down. And mm-hmm. so, we're still yep. inside, we Eliza is is, yep. is is free to ask the hotel manager about the police, and the hotel hotel manager says no, but someone like stole a horse and carriage, right? And Eliza asks to send a telegram to Scotland Yard, and the hotel manager he's like, no, I want nothing more to do with nope. this. He he's doesn't like, want to help hands her. Off. So we cut to Nash, who's talking to the woman in the red dress at the bar and in the background. And yeah. Eliza's there in the, in the foreground. Uh, she's filling out a telegraph form for herself. She's going to send it to William. We see his Will, uh, uh, Wellington, Inspector Wellington. Oh, right, right. So yeah. Eliza notices that Nash is talking to the woman in the red dress. And then this well-dressed man who was with the woman with in the red woman dress in red, yeah. walks. He, he's uh, He's sitting in the same 
vicinity as Eliza, and he um, asks her if she's English. And she says yes, and he's like, thank God, my French is terrible. Yes. And he starts a conversation with her. Uh, he says he doesn't want to drink alone, and she asks about she asks about his friend with, in the red dress, yep. and he's mm-hmm. like, well, I, apparently I misread the situation. Uh, and They're so not together. They're not together. They, they met on the boat coming over. Right, and she Eliza says, I'm sorry, I don't want to be rude, but I'm working. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I don't want to disturb you. But then he comes over to her table and sits there <laughs> yeah, yeah. and disturbs her. The man shares that he's in the hotel business. So at least this conversation is useful. He shares that he's in the hotel business. He owns spaces around the world. And the lawyer told him to come here and take a look, his lawyer. Ah, uh, Because the owner, a lawyer, uh, the owner's looking to sell. The owner was married to a local girl and things ended badly. And so now we also have that divorce aspect at play. There's a lot here that's actually tracking with the the cover story that we heard earlier. Um, So... Sh- he Eli- shares that his lawyer's name is Jeremiah Slade. Yep. Yep. And so, so oh no, there's so, so many connections here. <laughs> Eliza gets up and goes to Nash and interrupts yep. his conversation with the woman in the red dress. Yeah. We need to talk. Uh, Miss Kinsky? Kinsky, yeah. yeah. So Nash Kinsky. introduces them Miss Scarlett, Miss Kinsky. Um, Eliza says the road out is impassable, there's no way out. Um, so she believes that Malone and Percival are still in the hotel yeah, because this, they couldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah. And so, the woman in the red dress is left at this point. So they're right, just talking right. on their own. So then we cut to outside of room number six. Eliza and Nash argue about who will go in right, first. I'm like they rock, paper, scissors. So yeah. who's going well, into the room first? Well, <laughs> it, it, this is where like uh, Eliza is basically like, you know, you're a man, you should go first. Which I'm like, Eliza, you're kind of like undercutting your whole case here. You have to use what you have to your uh, (laughs) advantage. Nash says bullets work on both men as well as women, you know. And there's like a a, a groan. uh, Like they go into the room, they don't see anyone. There's a groan, but Malone is on the other side of the bed. He's chained to the bed. So this is the American. He's chained to the bed. He stole a carriage. He got knocked out. Uh, asks to team up with Eliza and Nash. (laughs) Eliza just looks at Nash and it's like, um, Yeah, Eliza says no, No. and Patrick looks at Malone and just raises his eyebrows. Like, seriously? I love it. They're a great team. So Eliza and Nash, (laughs) they leave. They just leave Malone. Right, he's he's chained to the bed. It's fine. He's not going anywhere. Um, So Eliza goes, well, she sends Patrick to check on room 18, and she says she'll meet him in reception. And no one is in room 18 except for the policeman. Uh, If the roads were closed for hours, um, how did he get there? How did the policeman get there? The the policeman was there all along. He didn't even have snow on his face. So he didn't uh, because she noticed his coat. Was it Eliza that noticed? His coat was bone dry. Yeah, Eliza Eliza noticed that. Yeah, yeah. So he's been at the hotel all along, and he's not really the chief of police. He was a guest. And so they check the registry at the hotel yeah, registry. Like this, the, so this is where I'm like, where's the front desk guy? Oh, he's they're not just there. Like, they're just checking the guest list behind the desk he's and everything. Busy. Do any of the names look familiar to you? Um, and, uh, Monsieur yeah. Papillon, uh, Pap- which, I, so I, which I butchered. <laughs> I'm, apologies to everyone Monsieur who speaks Pap- French. Papillon is yeah, close. That's Papillon. how I would say it, too. Uh, which was the winning horse from the Grand National. Yeah. So uh, I like Eliza. She's like, the con man has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out he's in room 12. And he checked in last night. Yeah. So that's yeah. where we go next. Room 12. Room 12. So we cut to room 12. 
and uh, they answer, and I'm like, oh, snap. Slade so. is begging. The Slade Percival person is begging. Yeah. Um, and there's and it pulls back. The camera pulls back to reveal someone who I was not expecting. Right. I was not expecting this her either. Blue. I watched this before, and I even forgot. <laughs> it's the woman in the red dress. Like, <laughs> ah, the person who, like, who's so, like, brightly colored that you're yeah. like, it can't be her. Right. She's, like, she's, just, so, she's just the side character that came in with the loud man. Yeah, who was yeah. the one who we thought, no, no, no. no. She, apparently, uh, she's the one who uh, who poisoned. Uh, the, the policeman. Yeah. So she murdered the policeman. So the water a, was poisoned. Yes, and she was about to uh, poison the front desk guy, yep. the manager. Um, and but, Slate, Slate yeah. is there with the hotel manager. They're both there, and she's about to poison the hotel manager. So the mm-hmm. hotel manager wasn't at the front desk when they were checking the, the, the right, logs. because he was tied he was up tied and up about upstairs. to be poisoned. And so all this time we thought he was the hotel manager. But wait, there's more. Yeah, there's more. Uh, um, so so she's about ready to poison him, and you hear the click, and yeah. Nash is there because he's got the gun. Yep, he's got he's his like, gun. I wouldn't do that. And then he points to the pistol that was on the thing, or that. Or that, yep. Yeah, because uh, she she kind of glances over. Yeah, like, can I make it? No. And Nash says, "What's he doing? What's he doing there? Uh, <laughs> what's he doing there?" Points to the hotel manager. Um, and Eliza yeah. already has connected the She's dots. She's made it. There's there is not just one Percival. There are several Charles Percivals. So. My initial prediction was right, but I was just really off on who they who were. They were. <laughs> no, I was way <laughs> off. I was like, uh. Okay. So, so they- yeah. So now they have the front desk guy handcuffed. Uh, they have the lady in the cellar handcuffed. And the so-called lawyer is in room 12. So they have them all separated. Yep. Um, so Patrick questions whether the front, the hotel manager is in on it. Uh, because he introduced the policeman when he knew he was a fake. Yeah, so Eliza says that. So Eliza knows, just logically speaking, he had to be in on it because he introduced them to the, the as the chief of right. police. But, like, uh, he knew that the the, 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 the policeman, quote-unquote, checked in earlier as someone else. So right. that, that's how you know. the lo- And I, this is like, where I put a note. Uh, Eliza's logic is, is stronger. Coming. It was stronger than Nash's. Yeah. So, like, they have their each she, have their skill sets. She like, she's way more together. logical than him. Yeah. And if we find out that the lady in red, it's, it's it wasn't the other guy who was the Russian assassin. The lady in red is she the was Russian the hi- assassin. Yeah, she was hired by a Russian gang in London. Yep. And he she followed him to 12 where he had hidden Samuel, which was is Slade. This yeah. is Slade, who we've known as Slade this whole time. And the hotel manager, who is Percival, is the one who hit the American over the head. Yeah. So that's who knocked the American out. The American didn't the, see uh, that. The front desk man is the original Percival. He is the actual Percival. <laughs> so, uh, so Nash says, who is Charles Percival? The hotel manager says, I was the first to go by that name so he doesn't right. even give his real name so he's oh, not true. charles percival he just is the first person to go use by that name. charles percival so that person doesn't exist there is right. no real charles percival. and, and he says that others poses him to yep. protect his identity which is why all of the police sketches look a li- like they look different every it's, time it's not he's just changing appearances it's, it's actually it's literally a different person it is a franchise yeah, it's a franchise. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, currently the the, uh, the other people have come and gone. Uh, currently, it's only Samuel. Um, yes, and who, and Henri. Uh, Henri, the, the, the policeman, the died, fake policeman, who died on the floor. Um, uh, Percival, and he, the, so the the he was meant to play. I think the policeman was meant to play the role of hotel the, owner. That's correct. Yeah. Um, because they were gonna they were gonna pull one over on the well dressed man. Yes, so the, the buy, loud gentleman. He would buy the hotel from them that they didn't even own the hotel. Right. So they were gonna take his money 
and run. Yeah. And uh, so this Percival uh, individual, the hotel manager, the real Percival, tries to bribe Eliza and Nash because he has lots he, of money. Yeah, on he has money. And Nash says, this isn't about money to his credit. Right. He says, so this I'm isn't like, about money. But then there's this long there's pause, pause. And, and he goes, he, well, unless. Well, he looks He looks at Eliza. <laughs> he's like, unless. And, and she I, goes, I have the beginnings <laughs> of respect for you. Please don't ruin it. Yeah. And so Nash quietly. Uh, he's just like, he's okay. Like, well, it, was, it, was, it was just an option, just he an says. Option. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day. So we see it's, it's daylight outside. The storm has finally passed. Nash is speaking fluent French to the a real French policeman, at least we assume so. Yeah. And Eliza comes down the stairs. Uh, uh, just she, get, she, yeah, she says that she's given her statement, or at least she thinks she has, yeah, because she, her French is not so fluent. Not as good as, as uh, <laughs> Again, different different skill sets. Yep, yep. Um, and Nash says that the chief of police was really happy to hear that there was a murder in the There was in, also in, in a hotel. murder. Like, so oh, there's His so prediction much. about the previous chief of police who wasn't a chief of police was... Uh, it Spot was pretty on. accurate. Yeah, Just, they um, they want to make a name for themselves. Yeah. They're excited to get get their names out there and like be doing something because it's a sleepy little town. So And then Eliza asks, "Are you sure he's the real chief of police?" <laughs> and Nash is like, "Well, he had a badge." He had a badge. <laughs> And Eliza laughs at that. Yeah. Uh, so. so, and Eliza makes the statement. She suspects they won't be getting any other money. No. Um and Patrick suggests they go into town now that the roads open again. And have a little breakfast. Uh, I'm just like, oh, a date. A date. Yep, I heard that too. And <laughs> Eliza surprisingly date. says, she agrees. She says, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So they they start to uh, yeah. go into town. So, and it, well, Nash yeah. on the way says this worked out rather well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I we ended up we, we ended up working together. And Eliza says, Patrick, please don't start that again. And she goes. He goes. Did you just call me Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> it was a slip of the tongue. I'm tired. And he goes, that's progress. That's real progress. Yeah, yeah. And then Eliza <laughs> says, yes, in a few years, I might even trust you. And then <laughs> yeah. they step out the door. The door closes. And that's the end of the episode. Oh, it was really good. I I love it. I <laughs> So, yeah, this is the episode where I'm like, are they going to be a couple? Because I honestly don't hate it. <laughs> it could actually work. She could make yeah. him respectable. Well, she could make him less of a liar, that, yeah. more honest, more a more honest. honest man. Yeah, more like uh, his brother, maybe. Yeah. His and brother, she could actually help him with business. Yes. She doesn't have to do homemaking. He's not going to expect that of her. No. I mean, this could really work out in her favor. It could. I'm, just, I'm sorry, uh, William, but... There's a whole other horse in the game now. <laughs> so we have William, Moses, and now Patrick Nash. So Moses is my dream. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. If I have to pick between William and Nash, honestly, kind of leaning Nash at this point because the dynamic is just more in line with what Eliza wants. There's po- there's more possibility there. So, I yeah. So I guess we'll have to find out in the future episodes. I'm yeah, curious about I, them. Yeah, I can't – I don't think they establish anything in this season. Oh, okay. But there's a so, whole new season coming. Uh, we can look forward to that too. Uh, January 7th, I believe, is the date. So I'm excited about that because maybe we'll get some resolution. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's more to the storyline that gets built, and I love it. So we'll find out more yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening and watching uh, us on Postscript. Uh, we'll find out more. You'll find out more as yep, the season progresses. As progress. we go. Uh, you can find us at witf.org slash mosaic. Um, and if, while you're there, if you want to make a gift of support, we truly appreciate it. 
And uh, we can't wait to hear your thoughts about this season. Uh, please email us at ps at witf.org or comment on this week's short on Instagram at witf.org. Yep. And I can't believe we're already halfway through the season. It's going so, so fast. Yeah. So next episode will be season, uh, yeah, season four. Episode season. four. Oops. We're not that far ahead uh, <laughs> of the third season. So we can't wait for you to join us next week. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>